Greetings to you, people of God. Welcome to the podcast of Pilgrim's Ministry of Deliverance, where Apostle Levin Bailey is the pastor. We are so excited today that you tune into our broadcast. If you would like more information about the church, it is located at 25053 DuPont Highway, Georgetown, Delaware, 19947. Or you can visit us at our website at pilgrimsministry.org. Today we have a special guest, Elder Beverly Giles. She's going to be preaching today, so sit back and relax and enjoy the message, already in progress. Thank you for listening to the podcast of Pilgrim's Ministry of Deliverance. God bless. God, we thank you that you love us, Lord God, and that you never leave nor forsake us, that you're at the door, God. God, we pray that we open our hearts and our minds unto you, God that you will have your way, Lord God, for you are a sovereign God, and you are the righteous king. And God, we bow before your throne on today, God. God, I come before you, Lord God, and say, have your way in this place on today, God. God, speak what you need to speak. Do what you need to do, God. God, set us free on today, Lord God. We turn our hearts to you, God. And God, we say, have your way. God, let the word come forth as you will have it come forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So God was dealing with me about being pure in heart. Like I said, God has praise and worship. Awesome job. Awesome job. Awesome job. Awesome job. You set the atmosphere. Awesome job. Amen. We're going to turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Amen. Matthew 5, verse 8. Very familiar scripture. Everybody knows it's part of the Beatitudes. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. It says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And when we're looking at being pure in heart, we're really looking at being clean or pure. That word actually means to be clean, to be clear. It can mean physically to be clean and pure, or it means purified by fire. Amen. And we know that God is an all-consuming fire. Amen. It says our works are going to be tried by fire to see what remains. Amen. It also means to be clean, um, the use of which is to um, have no uncleanliness in any of our parts. It means to be free from corrupt desire, from sin, from guilt. Be free from a mixture of the false and the sincere, to be free from that mixture. There's been many things going on, and we have to really begin to look at our hearts. God said he's knocking at the door. He says he's there, but will we give our hearts to him, not holding back? Some of us are holding on to guilt, to shame. Some of us are holding on to things we've done. We don't want to tell anyone, but we don't want to confess them. We, we, we think if we don't say anything, it will go away. But how many know the Bible already showed us that that doesn't happen? With David, with Bathsheba, he didn't say anything. It took a while. But do you know that God was dealing with him the whole time? 
he hadn't confessed that. But when the man of God came and confronted him, he confessed it. God is confronting us today and saying, I'm at the door. I'm knocking. Will you turn your hearts to me on today? Will you let go? Will you turn and surrender to me on today? Will you surrender all those things, you know, the attitudes, the, the wanting to get even, the, the, uh, the, the things you say when no one else is looking, the things you do when you, you think no one else is looking. God is saying, will you give that to me? We want our hearts to be clean. You know, when we talk about putting on the full armor of God, that means everything. That means our heart has to be right. You know, you can have the word and know how to use it, but if your heart's not right, if your heart's not right, if your mind's not right, you'll begin to think things and the enemy will begin to come and talk to you. And you, before you know it, you're off track. You will begin to get off track. We've seen men and women of God that were on fire for God. And all of a sudden, we see them off track. They're not steadfast. They're not movable. They, they shift it. Because their heart, something got in their heart. Their heart got contaminated. It may have got contaminated with greed. It may have got contaminated with pride. It may have got contaminating with wanting to please other people, to be a people pleaser. But God says, no, I need your heart clean. I need your heart to be cleansed. I need you to begin to look at your heart and begin to deal with your heart. That's beginning to deal with our thoughts. Our, our motives, our emotions. God says, I need you to begin to deal with these things and not just let them sit. It also means to be blameless and innocent. And the only way we're blameless and innocent is if we repent. If we repent and give it to God. The only way we're going to be blameless is if we repent. That means we can't sweep it under the rug. We can't cover up just because the pastor didn't see me, just because other people didn't see me. God still saw you. He is Jehovah Roy. He is the God who sees. He's seen it. He saw it. Not only does God see it, God records what we've done because we will give account for the deeds we've done in our flesh. God sees it. So we're, we're not hiding anything. So we got to begin to deal with our hearts. Matthew um, 5.18, excuse me, 5.8 in the Amplify reads this way. Blessed, happy, enviable, fortunate, and spiritually prosperous. You hear that? Spiritually prosperous. Possessing the happiness produced by the experience of God's favor. Pure heart, God's favor. Pure heart, that means I have happiness or I have joy, not depending on my circumstances because it's the happiness that you experience because of God's favor and a special condition by revelation of his grace. When I have a pure heart, I begin to walk in the grace of God, knowing that it's not me. I didn't do anything. I didn't, I didn't make it happen. God did it. God gave me a gift, and I submitted to him. I didn't walk around proud with my head up. But I humble myself before God, and I submit it to God, and God bless, and I understand that every good thing comes from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. It is God who did it, not me. It's not about me, but it's about the kingdom of God, and it's about the grace of God. 
Amen. It is by the grace of God, Paul says, I stand. It's by his goodness. It's by his grace. It's by his mercy. It's by his favor. So the Amplified again says, especially conditioned by revelation of his grace, regardless of their outward condition. It doesn't matter what I'm going through in my body. It doesn't matter where I'm living at. It doesn't matter the circumstances. The reason why, because I understand that God's grace, God's grace is enough to keep me. God's grace is enough to sustain me. Therefore, I'm going to keep my heart pure towards God. Therefore, I'm going to confess and I'm going to repent. I am going to keep my heart pure before God. I am going to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I am going to put God first. God wants a people. He's looking for a people whose heart is right towards him. He's looking for his church. He is looking for his bride who has a heart for God, who has a heart for the things of God. That's why David was a man after God's own heart. It wasn't because David was perfect. It was because David learned how to give it to God. David learned how to release it. David learned how I got to examine my heart and I got to get it right. He understood the consequences of not dealing with his heart and not dealing with his issues. And we're going to get a little bit to David. Amen. Amen. God is good, people. He is good. He is awesome. He is awesome. So when we have a pure heart, we can enjoy the favor of God. We can enjoy the grace of God. We can enjoy the, the God, God wants to do so much. Even this morning, he talked about what he wanted to do for us. And he said, give your heart to me. We got to release things. We can't keep holding things. We can't keep uh, burying things and say, well, as long as I don't see that person, as long as I don't have to deal with that situation, I'm okay. No, it's not okay. That means there's a stain still in my heart that I need to deal with. That means there's an issue I still need to deal with. And we can't keep burying it. We can't cover it. We got to begin to deal with us. We got to begin to deal with us. Amen? That's what God is saying. He wants us to begin to deal with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's turn to... Mm, I'm going to read that, that same verse from another translation, and this is what it says. You are blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. When you get your inside world, when you get your heart and mind right, then you'll be able to see God in the midst of that situation where, where people are rising up against you. You'll begin to see God. You'll begin to be moved with compassion. You know, Jesus, was when he was moving about, lots of times they wanted him to cause judgment to fall, you know. Why, God, why don't you, uh, why aren't you, causing fire to come down for heaven. Why aren't you dealing with that? But he was seeing, he said, I do, do what I saw my father do, what I hear and see my father do. He was moved with compassion. He saw it the way God was seeing it. Are we seeing our situation and circumstances the way God see it? Or we're we seeing it through the stain in our heart? Are we seeing it through the stain or bitterness in our heart? Are we seeing it through the anger? Are we seeing it through the shame and the guilt? 
Are we seeing it through unforgiveness? Are we seeing it through, I'm just frustrated. Are we seeing it through the frustration? What are we seeing? Are we seeing the world through God or are we seeing it through us? Are we seeing it through us? God's saying this morning, I want a pure heart. He's saying this morning, get your heart right. He's saying, get our hearts right. This is for everyone, me too. This is for all of us. This is for all of us. We got to get our hearts right. We got to get our hearts right. You know, when Jesus saw Nathaniel, if we go to John 1.47, John 1.47, when Jesus saw Nathaniel and he call, called him to be one of the apostles, John 1, um, verse 47 through 48. John chapter 1, verse 47 through 48. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming, it, let me know when you got it, say amen. John chapter 1, verse 47 through 48. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Meaning there was no deceit, there was no trickery. There was no... He couldn't find anything. His heart was pure. That's what he's saying. He had a clean heart. He had a pure heart. Not that he wasn't without sin, but his heart was right. His heart was right. Having a pure heart doesn't mean I do everything perfect, but is my heart right with God? Amen? Nathanael said unto, me, unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. In other words, God sees us. He sees our heart. He saw him. He didn't just see Nathaniel under the tree, but he saw Nathaniel's heart. He saw the condition of his heart. God is looking at the condition of our heart on this morning. Is our heart right with God? Is our heart right with God? Amen. This, this is a time we're in the last days. If we want to be with God and we want to make it to heaven, if we want him to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, we need to do the whole gospel. We need to get our hearts right. We're not going to get in any kind of way. You might fool everyone, but God sees our heart. He saw Nathaniel's heart under the tree. He wasn't near him. He saw his heart. He says, when you were under the tree, I saw him. He saw his heart, his motive, his attitude was right towards the things of God. Is our heart, our attitude, is our motive right towards the things of God? Or are we trying to maneuver and, and, and get things and, and, and trick people into things and trying to manipulate people? Is our heart right? Is our heart right towards the things of God? Amen? Psalms, Psalms 26, 1 through 3, and I want to read um, 1 Peter 2, 1 through 2. Psalms 26, verse 1 through 3, 1 Peter 2, 1 through 2. I want to start with 1 Peter, actually, first. Um, 1 Peter 2, 1 through 2. It says this. 
Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, and hypocrisies, and envyings, and evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. In other words, we got to put away those things that have caused our heart to be stained, those things that have even caused our mind to be stained. You know, we, we're dealing with those thoughts and things, and we want to, you know, we, we want to get even. We want to do things. We want to, um, as some people say, give them a piece of our mind. We, we don't have a piece of our mind to spare. <laughs> Amen? Amen. We, we want to we wanna, we wanna show out. And God says, no, that's not my way. That's not my way. He's saying we have to desire the sincere milk of the word. The gospel is simplistic, but it's, a, it's work. It means that we have to crucify our flesh. We have to put to death our desires. And that means we got to deal with our mind. We got to deal with our thinking. Oftentimes, we begin to think things and we begin to meditate, or we allow other people to speak in our ear. Sometimes, we, we, it's not even us. It doesn't start with us. We'll be doing something, and someone says it, and you begin to think on it, and you're like, yeah, that's right. Before you know it, they have corrupted your thinking. Before you know it, you begin to think wrong thoughts. Because you allow someone to get in that ear gate. You allow someone to begin to speak to you of, oh, you should do this. You should do that. We allow people, we around people, we hear things. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have did that. Maybe I should have stood up and did that. And God says, no. We allow the influence of what we are hearing, whether it's on media social media, whether it's on TV, whether it's on the radio, or whether it's around people we're around, we're allowing those things to influence us and cause us to change what we know is right. What we know is right. Because the enemy has tried to deceive you and think you, when you're doing what's right, you're being weak. You're being a pushover. No, you're doing what God has called us to do. You know, James and John wanted to call, cause fire to come down. Why? Because they thought Jesus was being weak and not dealing with the issue. They didn't understand. They couldn't see the way God was seeing it. They were seeing through the lens of, of their own issues, their heart. And we have to begin to see things through God's eyes. Amen? Amen. We have to begin to see through the eyes of God. Amen? Psalms 26, 1 through 3. It says, I'm going to read it in the Amplify. Amen? It says, Vindicate me, O Lord, for I walked in my, in my integrity. I have expectantly trusted and leaned on and relied on the Lord without wavering, and I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Test my heart and my mind. Test my heart and my mind, for your loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked in your truth faithfully. This is when David was doing what he needed to do for God. And he says, test me, God. I have walked before you. I am faithful, God. Examine me. 
It's one, the King James Version says, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. God is testing us, and he found us that, he's found that there are some areas we need to deal with. He found that there are some things we need to work on. And we can't blame everything on the devil. We cannot blame everything on the devil. There are some things we need to work on. I mean, he'll use, the devil will use whatever we give him. But there's some things we need to begin to deal with. We can back him off when we begin to stand in what God has told us. When we begin to do what God has told us, we can back him off. But when we don't, we leave space for the enemy. We get allow a foothold, a door for the enemy to come in. We have to begin to examine our hearts. We have to let go of some things. We got to let go of guilt, shame. We got to let go of some things. We got to let go. We have to let it go. Let's turn to Psalms 32. Psalms 32 is an interesting psalm. This is a psalm of David. And this is after David had been confronted by the prophet Nathaniel, when he, had, when he had been confronted about his sin with Bathsheba. You know, David committed adultery and then had her husband killed. But David realized something. David in the psalm began to realize that he, had, he began to realize about um, sin and the effects of sin and, and not being right with God and not having a heart that's right with God. And it starts off this way. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. And, other, and then verse 2, it says, Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and whose spirit is there is no guile. That's that word again. No deceit, no mixture, no impurity. I don't have a mixture working here. He says, blessed is a man. David understood this. He understood that when his sins were forgiven, what David is saying, blessed is the man whose sin is forgiven, whose God's going to wipe the slate clean. But the only way God's going to wipe that slate clean is if I confess it. If I repent. Because David understood what it was not to repent. David understood what it was not to get it right. He didn't get it right for a while. And verse 3 talks about what David went through when he didn't get it right. Verse 3 says, what, I'm going to read this. Um, I'm going to read this part in the Amplified. It says, when I kept silence, when I didn't confess my sin, when I didn't deal with my issue, he says, when I kept silent, before I confess, my bones wasted away through my groanings all the day long. For day and night, your hand of displeasure was heavy upon me. In other words, God, you were dealing with me. And I, and I try to shut you out. I try to think if I, if I didn't deal with it, it would go away. If I left it alone, 
everything be good because not a lot of people knew about what, what happened. So if I didn't say anything, if, if time goes on, God, you're going to forget about it, it's going to be done. But it didn't happen. He says, for day and night your hand of displeasure was heavy upon me. My moisture was turned into the drought of summer. In other words, because I didn't deal with it, I began to go into a dry place. I was no longer walking in the favor of God. The blessings of God wasn't flowing like it needed to flow because I didn't deal with it. Not only was, you know, he was still king, but a spirit man. I didn't feel you, God, like I used to feel you. I didn't sense your presence, God, like I used to. I didn't hear from you, God, like I used to. I was no longer connected to the source of my strength. I was no longer connected to the grace. I was no longer connected to the favor because I didn't deal with my issue. God, you were dealing with me because he says the Lord's hand was heavy upon me. So he knew God was dealing with him, but I refused to deal with it. Even though, God, you wanted to deal with it, the door was open for, you to, for me to deal with it with you, but I didn't want to. I chose not to. I chose to ignore it, even though, God, you've been telling me over and over again, the messages have been coming forth, the word has been coming forth. You sent people to prophesy to me. You sent people to talk to me, but I wasn't dealing with it. So for day and night, your hand of displeasure was heavy upon me. My moisture turned into a drought of summer. God, I feel like I'm in a dry place. I can't hear you. I feel like, God... You're not there anymore. Because he wouldn't deal with what God was trying to deal with. Don't you know there's a time and season when God's getting ready to deal with something, we need to let God deal with it. We need to surrender to God. We need to let God deal with what he's dealing with and stop trying to fight the process. Too many of us are trying to fight the process. God is trying to deal with us and we're trying to fight the process because we're thinking our own thoughts. We're using our own reasoning instead of seeing it God's way. This is why, this is why since no guile, our thinking, sometimes our thinking can get in our way. We get in our, way, in our own self. We get in the way of our own self with our thinking, with our reasoning, with our own logic. I've done that many of times. Re reasoning, thinking it out. Because logically, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. And I got in my own way of what God was trying to do. But when we begin to give our heart to God and have a pure heart, even when it doesn't make logically sense, we'll say, okay, God, if you said it, I'll do it. We'll begin to surrender to God. Amen? And then verse 5 says this, I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I did not hide. In other words, I repented. God wants us to repent of some things. He, David repented. I said I, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, continually unfolding the past until all is told. In other words, David said, I'm not holding anything back, God. I am not holding anything back. 
And then you instantly forgave me the guilt and iniquity of my sin. He says, when I repent, just like when we get born again, when we give our lives to God, God forgives us. He said, the forgiveness was instant. But some of us, we have been forgiven, but we're holding the guilt and the shame. And the enemy has built a stronghold there. Because we're holding on to that guilt and that shame. And we need to let it go. We need to let it go. And it goes on to say, For this forgiveness, let everyone who is godly pray. Pray to you in the time when you may be found. Surely when great waters of trial overflow, they shall not reach the spirit in him. In other words, when trouble comes, because my heart is pure, because I repent it, because I release and turn to God, when troubles come, when, the, when turmoil comes, it won't take me down. It won't get me out of place. It won't get me off of the standard. I will be steadfast, unshakable, unmovable in God. Even though the trials come, even though the enemy may hit my body, even though the enemy may attack my mind, I am not going to be moved because my trust is in God. He is my strong tower. He is my shield. He is my faith. He is the lover of my soul. He is the great I am, and I am steadfast in him. He hides me in a secret place, and my mind is stayed on him. That's why the saints of God, the apostles, were able to go through what they went through because their mind was stayed on God. They had a pure heart. Their heart was towards the things of God so that when things came, they didn't cave in. They didn't take down the standard. Why? Because they were steadfast in him. They didn't get to their spirit. They stay strong in God. And God is saying, if we want to last in these days, our heart needs to be right with him. We need to have a pure heart. We need to humble ourselves and be pure before God. We need to deal with things and stop trying to bury them and say, well, next year, next year, next year never comes. Next year never comes. Tomorrow never comes. Because when tomorrow gets here, it's today. Tomorrow is tomorrow. We keep putting it off and we keep procrastinating and wondering why we're not moving forward in the things of God. So God, this morning, God is saying, I'm here to deal with your heart. Release it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. We don't want to be like, if you continue in that psalm, we don't want to be like, David even talked about those who wouldn't submit to God. They had to be like horse or mule that's bridle. That means that um, verse 9 says, Be not as the horse or the mule which have no understanding, who mouth must be held with a bit and a bridle, least they come near unto thee. In other words, he had to deal with them. He had to, they had to go through things. Because, you know, we can, some lessons are caught and some lessons are taught. And sometimes people have to go through things because they're not listening. He says, don't be like them. Don't be like that. But when we 
give our hearts to God and our hearts are pure before God. And we give our hearts to God and we repent and we turn to God. Verse 11 says this. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice in your righteousness and shout for joy, all you that have an upright, all you that are upright in the heart. And the Amplified says this, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you uncompromising righteous. You who are upright and in right standing with him, shout for joy, all, your upright and, all you upright in heart. In other words, when we have a pure heart, it's easier to praise. It's easier to give God the glory. No one has to pump us up. We're excited about God. We're excited about the things of God. This morning, God wants to deal with our hearts. He's dealing with our hearts this morning. We need to let go some things. We need to surrender some things unto God. Whether it's shame, whether it's guilt, whether it's the wrong thinking, we need to let it go. Because to have a clean heart means there's not a mixture. Too many of us have a mixture. One minute I'm serving God, the next minute I'm doing whatever I want to do. One minute I'm serving God, the next minute I'm acting like the world. One minute I'm serving God, the next minute I, I'm telling someone off. If I'm not telling them off, I'm thinking it in their mind. Some of us, some of us, some of us don't speak it, but boy, that mind be going, you be labeling all kinds of things in that mind. Mm-hmm. Some of us don't speak. Some of us don't act it, boy. Boy, you sit there and imagine all that you can do to that person. Mm-hmm. God says, I need a pure heart. We need to get rid of that mixture. Well, we pray that you enjoy that message. If you would like to know more about Pilgrim's Ministry of Deliverance, located in Georgetown, Delaware, you can visit their website at pilgrimsministry.org. We appreciate you tuning in to the podcast of Pilgrim's Ministry of Deliverance, where Apostle Levin Bailey is the pastor. Thank you. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.